From the vibrant soul of Sherrianna Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit, a show that reflects Sherrianna's passion to get this world feeling again. Her belief, emotions are the gateway to the soul. Sherrianna and her guest lineup of authors, healers, educators, and visionaries cover a variety of topics related to mental health and spirituality. Each week, Sherrianna and her team of experts share remarkable insights about life, spirit, manifesting, and more. Welcome to Just Ask Spirit. I'm Sherrianna Boyle, and I am your host. I'm also the author of many books. My recent book is called Emotional Detox Now, and that's the book that's going to give you 135 10-minute practices to help you process what you feel every single day. It gives you the how. How do we process? We know what our feelings are, but now it's time to learn how do I process them? And one of the reasons I'm so passionate about this subject of emotional processing is because it opens up doorways to spirit. It opens up your connection to spirit. And believe me, spirit is here. Spirit is uh, waiting (laughs) to support you and all of us in the development of our journey. We have so much support. So I'm excited about today's show. I have really special guests lined up, really talented individual that I know you're going to enjoy this conversation. And before I introduce this person, I just want to remind you that I'm going to be at Kripalu Yoga and Health Center on July 8th, July 8th, 2022 till July 10th. And it's for a retreat. And I'll be co-leading that retreat with author Shannon Kaiser. And it's called emotional detox for unshakable inner peace. Can you imagine that? Um, Not to mention the food. Okay. I'm always about the food. Fabulous food. Fabulous. It's going to be warm that time of year and lots of places to roam and explore. Get back to nature, right? Get back to nature. Plus, of course, you have yoga classes and all that good stuff that are offered there. So I hope Welcome, Javanka Ciaris, to Just Ask Spirit. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. And I wanted the audience to get a little chance to get to know you. Just so you know, audience, I was just asking Jovanka about uh, her last name, and she's telling me they have no idea <laughs> where it came from and you know what, what the lineage there is there. That's interesting. Um, but tell us a little bit about, you have this book called Reclaiming Wellness, right? And Ancient Wisdom for Healthy, Happy, and Beautiful Life. Is that correct? Yes, that's it. Right. And what book is this? This book is an exploration of the very popular wellness practices today and their multicultural roots. And the aim of the book is to get people excited about learning about the wellness practices of their ancestry so that they can reclaim those practices and with it, their natural state of wellness. Interesting. That's fascinating. Um, I haven't really seen that angle. I love that multicultural angle. So how'd you come up with that idea? 
You know, at the beginning of the pandemic, when everybody was tethered to their screens, looking at the news, you start, I started to read and understand that a lot of people were struggling with what we know today as comorbidities, mm-hmm. um, pre-existing conditions that were exacerbating their COVID experience. And I realized that a lot of the practices that are really popular today, things like yoga, like use of supplements and plant-based eating, were not being in, in reclaimed or used by communities that needed it the most. And it occurred to me that those communities, those practices came from those people. And so how can we just get people excited about reclaiming them? So I decided to write the book. That's I I love your angle on that. And you're so right. I mean, I think so many of us were frustrated. Those of us who've been studying the field of health and mental health and alternatives, it just seemed like what happened, right? (laughs) What happened? And it's interesting. So you saw that people where these practices actually came from weren't being encouraged to use their own cultural practices to help them through this very difficult time period. Yeah. yeah so that, what is, what is your background to be able to write a book like this? What do you, what's your yeah. schooling there? I am a certified, uh, certified wellness coach. I also have a certificate in nutrition. So I work as a nutrition educator and I'm an herbalist. So I incorporate a lot of plants in my practice. Oh, fun. Interesting. So how did you, so you started to read about it and how did you kind of get a sense of, well, what's coming from what community and all of that? Well, this journey started many, many years before with my own health and wellness journey, going to yoga classes, going to meditation retreats and recognizing that I was often the only person of color in those spaces And many years later, I realized I came into this world to educate people, but I wasn't touching the people that looked or sounded like me. Mm. So I started uh, rereading and learning about the history of the the practices. And what I learned was really surprising because, you know, things like, well, yoga comes from India. That one is very obvious, but there's a lot of others that aren't. And so learning about them and studying and seeing the, com- the, the, the connection between the historic reference of these practices and what we're doing with them today and how Western medicine and modern science is giving us a, a proof, an irrefutable proof that these practices actually work. Interesting. So what did you learn? What, what surprises did you find along the way? So many. One of the ones that were the most surprising was the ancient Egyptians, those people in northern Africa who were to this. I believe that they were one of the most uh, amazingly advanced uh, civilizations, even even by these days standards. They were the ones that that popularized this idea of using oils and uh, essential, what we know today as essential oils. What we know today as a hypnosis came from them. And so we started to realize like, oh, these things really, really didn't come from just some scientists in the middle of you know, America. No, they, these practices have been around for thousands of years in some cases. That's, that's fascinating. So it's almost like as you uncover this, what, I, what I'm sensing 
is that you're making a connection, how to bring this to the community that actually created these practices and remind them of where they come from. Because a lot of times it is polarized. You go to a yoga class and you think, well, this is for, you know, white America, <laughs> right? Or the, or, or the, exactly. Yeah, you have all the stigma around that. And so is your intention, was it to help the communities that weren't getting the service that you felt? Is, was yeah. that behind this, Javanka? Definitely. The original intent was to get these practices back to the communities where, where it belongs and help them reclaim their lineage, their ancestry, and with it, the practices. But I also want those people that now hold the space, like you said, yes. uh, to be able to learn about them, get excited about their history, and hopefully be vessels for change. Help us also be part of this movement to allow a different type of community to reclaim these amazing practices. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more because on a on a very small scale, I am an adjunct psychology professor. And so I get a new text every year and I have my you know, I teach very basic general psychology to students. And I'm always blown away at how much I have to add in that's not in there. And I'm I'm like, you're kidding me? <laughs> right? Like it's it's so um based on what what we do in America, right? It that in terms of there's a little sprinkle of, oh yeah, there's meditation. Oh yeah, there's a hypnosis, but it's very Americanized. I mean, you really don't get the cultural. So I absolutely love this. I think it could be of tremendous value for really just bringing in the education system because I have to go find it and pull it in um, because otherwise they won't know it's there, <laughs> right? Okay. And and I'm helping them to go out into the world no matter what they're going to do with this information, but I want them to have it, right? Because you know it's all about psychology. So what else? So the Egypt thing, that's fascinating. And you want, so what you're saying is you want to bring this to the forefront so all of us can start to raise the awareness of where these come from, right? What, what we're utilizing. And any other surprises? I'm curious. You know, at a human level, I, I discovered that us in the, in the modern societies of today, in the richest countries of the world, we have moved away from nature, right? Mm. And the ancient civilizations had and had it right. And so it's, it was all about understanding that these practices could actually be taken back and reuse, and of course we can adapt them to our modern era, because of course nobody's going to go back to some sort of you know ashram and sit there for three months because we don't have that, that kind of time. But how can we actually utilize them and, and embrace them even within our own modern ways? One of those that I discovered that was really uh, exciting was the use of plants mm -hmm. uh, as uh, for healing modalities. Today, you, you see a lot of ads where they just are selling you some sort of protein powder or some sort of fancy pill for like $80 a bottle. Mm -hmm. And you realize that only the wealthy can actually afford that. When in fact, you can go to your supermarket and go to the, to the rack section where the spices are. And for just under $10, get a handful of them and, you know, just impregnate your food with amazing new flavors that are also very medicinal in nature. 
Interesting. So true. I mean, all of this stuff can be very expensive and, and really you can only afford to do it with one or two family members. Like, cause, cause I always, you know, when I get my supplements and things like that, I think, you know, all of a sudden everybody else is dipping into, I'm like, wait a minute, you know, there's five of us here. This is going to be a lot of money for all on supplements, but it's like, okay, which child doesn't get supplements today? <laughs> who's going to be the lucky one, right? And so I agree with you. And I love this idea of using plants. So in terms of the listeners, people kind of, uh, you know, this is where we're at a time where it is nice out, at least in Massachusetts. And I just planted a little herb garden myself. But what do you suggest for people and how to get started? Yeah. So when it comes to plants, and I could give you other examples, but uh, mm. with plants, it's just as easy as going to your supermarket, going to the tea section or to the spice section and finding two or three that actually speak to you, that you know you already love. Uh, and or if you don't know where to start, I would always ask people to start with ginger. It is... Um a panacea of just amazingness. It's an analgesic. It helps you with digestion. It is grounding, is warming in nature. It's just an incredible little root that helps almost everyone I know. So Are you talking about, what do you mean start with ginger? So what does that look like? Yeah, it will start by going to the, uh, the produce section of the supermarket, getting yeah. the root, so the fresh root. And the then fresh ginger, yeah. Okay. Slicing it in about an inch or two, you slice little pieces of it, put it in water, maybe about 16 ounces of water. You okay. boil that for just about five minutes until, until the water gets a little yellow. And that's it. You don't even need to, to sweeten it. It's actually really... You drink it? And you drink it as a tea. You can drink no it. No way. Amazing. Oh. oh my gosh, that's so easy. Even I can do that. Yes. And you can blend it. You, you can have to peel it. it. Do you peel it first? I don't peel it. I wash it, cut it, yeah. and drop it in the water. You drop it in the water. You bring it to a boil. Mm-hmm. A slow boil for about five minutes. And you have ginger tea. That's and it. It's, oh, my God. And think of how much tea is, everyone. I mean, seriously, when you go to the supermarket, tea, everything is so expensive now, right? It's like, okay, do I get the tea? Do I not get the tea? I love that. And I assume that you can store it in the refrigerator. In the refrigerator, it'll last you up to a week. You can also infuse it with other things. You can just add lemon or other fruit pieces. You can add other leaves. Like I love my hibiscus. A blend of hibiscus and ginger tea is a really incredible tea. It's a warming soul hug. Okay, but where, where uh, so I'm in Massachusetts. You're the second person from California that's talked about hibiscus. You <laughs> apparently have something we don't. <laughs> how do you get hibiscus tea? What do you, how do you do that? You can buy it in the supermarket, a, uh, the, the dry leaves. If you go to the Mexican or Latin American food section, if okay. you don't find it there, then you can actually just get it in the red because it's ubiquitous these days. Okay. Uh, it's, a, it's a hard tonic. It lowers blood pressure. It's believed to lower cholesterol levels. So it's become very popular because there's a lot of us with issues with the heart. But it's also a a heart, an emotional heart tonic. 
So it helps you bl- uh, mend the broken heart. That's what the native people in I love that. And, and do you do the same thing? So you're buying, you're going to the section. So I imagine you have to go to like a, some cases you have to go to like a health food store to get the. Sometimes. So in sometimes. some cases, some of them may not be available in the supermarket. So you can okay. buy it in the, in the health food store. But either way, those bags will last you several weeks, if not several months. And what am I doing with the bag of tea? So once but, you go with your ginger tea, right? Yeah. Remember, and this is for, for people that may not be familiar with it, you always want to boil the harder part of the plant, but the softer part of the plant, in this case, the flowers and the leaves, we yeah. want to wait until is the, the, the water is hot but not boiling because you don't want to destroy the, the chemicals of the plant. Okay. So once the, the water is actually cooling, you add the leaves. The leaves are dry in the case of hibiscus. You, mm-hmm. And the water will t- turn a color of wine okay. and you just let it sit there for a few minutes, two or three minutes, and then drink it. Oh, that's fabulous. So actually drinking the leaves. I mean, the leaves have. You can, it, oh, okay. Absolutely. Okay. And you're saying this could help with healing and mending um, a broken heart or any emotional stress around the heart center. I love this. And if you're just joining us, everyone, I'm speaking with Javanka, who is the author of Reclaiming Wellness, Ancient Wisdom for your for <laughs> healthy, happy, and beautiful life. Sometimes I can't even read my own writing. <laughs> really. Um, so, uh, let me ask you this because this is just us spirit and I'm curious and I want to make sure I ask this question and then we can get into more tips after the break. How do you define spirit? What did you learn about spirit and studying all of these, all of these, uh, techniques and cultures? Yeah. So the ancient people, uh, almost every culture all around the world, we'll talk about spirit as part of the human experience. So that concept of holistic wellness didn't come from people in Silicon Valley. <laughs> they <came> from <laughs> cultures from around the world. And they believed that we were just not, uh, not just the body. We were just mind and spirit. And so this idea that the part of us that is connect, that connects our bodies with something beyond us, far beyond us, Call it whatever you want to call it. Some people called it Allah. Some other people called it, you know, several different goddesses or gods. Today in the modern era, we might call it God. Um, but at the end of the day, we are talking about this, this part of us that connects with the parts of us that we cannot understand. Um, and once we, and that part needs to also be well, it gets out of balance mm-hmm. and we can use different techniques to help us get back to balance. Oh, that's interesting. I hope everyone caught that. So that, so what you're saying is what you've learned is that our spiritual selves, it's part of the human experience to have spirit. We all have spirit and spirit also needs wellness. We need to keep it. We need to keep spirit healthy. And these are, and that's what your book is about in terms of the ancient ways that we can do that. Interesting. <laughs> and do you believe that everyone has spirit? I believe that not just everyone, every sentient being has spirits. Uh, the ancient cultures, but also today, even modern science understands that 
that we do. I mean, there's studies done where people that have had those uh, near end of life experiences and they see, you know, their ancestors coming to greet them, but they also see their dogs and cats that died many years before they are greeting them. And I get the chills just thinking about it because I cannot wait to go see my little puppies and kitties. That are <laughs> Um, but it is true. We, knew, we do need to understand just because we cannot see the spirit or understand the way other creatures communicate spiritually, it yes. doesn't mean that they don't have spirit or soul. Okay. And do you see a difference between spirit and soul and what you learned or what you know today? I think the ancient cultures talked about it interchangeably. Uh, mm-hmm. and saw it as different ways to define pretty much the same thing. Gotcha. Absolutely fascinating. We need to take a quick break, everyone, but we're coming right back with more from Jovanka. We're going to talk more about this ancient wisdom and tips and tools for how to take care of your spirit, everyone. We need to keep it healthy. We'll be right back after the break. From the vibrant soul of Sherrianna Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Monday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Just Ask Spirit is a show that reflects Sherrianna's passion to get this world feeling again. Her belief, emotions are the gateway to the soul. Sherrianna and her lineup of best-selling authors, healers, and visionaries cover a variety of topics related to mental health and spirituality. Don't miss Sherrianna's remarkable insights from the divine at the end of every show. Sherrianna Boyle is all about empowering you. Her life has centered around mindful approaches to healing the mind and body. Her main belief, your emotions matter, processing them matters more. As a spiritual teacher and adjunct psychology professor, She is the author of nine books that can help empower lives from Emotional Detox Now, The Four Gifts of Anxiety, to Mantras Made Easy, and The Conscious Parenting Guide to Childhood Anxiety. There is certainly a book there for you. Find yours at SherryAnnaBoyle.com. Ever wonder what it's like to have your own radio show? Well, wonder no longer, because you can dip into the radio airwaves by being host for the day on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. It's a fabulous way to get your radio feet wet. It's an opportunity to market your business, modality, or book. Have a guest, mention a sponsor, and take callers. Or you may want to facilitate a lesson by going solo. It's up to you. Listeners can be online, mobile, in cars with Bluetooth, or listen through Amazon's Echo by asking Alexa, play Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. For more details, go to DreamVision7Radio.com and click on Host for the Day. of magic for a more purposeful and passionate life with professional astrologer and psychic medium Rachel Lang. Discover magic as a spiritual power that's alive within you and experience signs and synchronicities that make you feel less alone and more a part of the whole. Mention discount code DREAM for 20% off when you register for the Demystifying Magic Realize Your Power and Shape Your Life workshop at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, July 1st to the 3rd. Learn more at eomega.org. Welcome back to Just Ask Spirit. I'm speaking with Javanka Sierras, the author of a new, her latest book is called Reclaiming Wellness, Ancient Wisdom for healthy, happy, and beautiful life. And before the break, you were giving us some really great tools on making tea. 
you said, well, plants is one of them. Did you want to get into some other suggestions here that you learned for people on how to take care of our spirit? Yeah, absolutely. There is a chapter in the book uh, that talks about going within. Mm-hmm. And one of the first things that I tell, tell people is that the whether you have a, a spiritual practice or a contemplative practice or a religion that you follow, it doesn't mean that we cannot always do a little bit more and they don't have to be in conflict with one another. So whatever the practices that we might be talking about here today or some other ones that you might find really interesting can be a great complement to a, a, a life of wellness and to increase your level of spirituality. Uh, I mentioned earlier about hypnosis and how the ancient Egyptians used it to help people heal spiritually and emotionally. And believe it or not, at the same time, roughly at the same time as the ancient Egyptians were developing their own hypnosis techniques, the Druids, those ancient people in what we know today as the British Isles, were also practicing something very similar. And um, it was it's just a beautiful way when you start realizing that people from all over the world, especially women, were mm-hmm. actually coming together and saying, how can we heal our communities? Let's just find a way to use plants, use techniques to help our minds kind of connect with the parts of us that we cannot see in order to help us heal. Interesting. Did you find as you were going through the research, did you find that there in ancient times, there was more of a focus on community rather than how can I heal myself? Do you feel, okay. Do you want to talk about that? Cause I, I find that as well. I, sometimes I will suggest to people who I see, you know, would you consider kind of offering this to the, you know, expanding this to the world or expanding this to others. And I find that I get a little pushback sometimes because here's the mentality. I'm always focused on everyone else. It's time to focus on me. And that's when I realize, oh, you don't get what's happening here. Um, right. That's it, maybe perhaps you're always focused on fixing someone else. <laughs> maybe that's what's happening. Um, but that's not what we're talking about. So could you explain it? Because I think you're going to be able to explain this yeah. a little bit more deeply. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. The there, There's so much to unpack from what you just said. The ancient people, the ancient cultures lived a happier, richer life than we do. We live longer today. We stay alive longer, but we spend the last 30 or 40 years of our life either in pain or we struggle quite a lot with our emotional home and our spiritual home. People today in what we know now as the Uh, as the blue zones, you probably have heard that term. These are people around the world in different pockets of society that live to be 90 and 100, living really well, having uh, really strong connections with with their community, being very active, being healthy, strong, active, even enjoying sex and, and other individual activities into their 90s. And they live very similarly to the way people lived two, three hundred, two, three thousand years ago. Mm-hmm. We, they connected at a spiritual level. They had a strong sense of community. They took care of each other at a community level. So when you're doing that, you're not just giving, you're also receiving. 
which is a big difference than the approach that we take today, where you hear people say, I take care of a lot of people. Well, that's maybe true, but there's a lot of giving out and not a lot of taking back and you're depleted. And that doesn't help anybody. That doesn't serve you. And it certainly won't serve the community in the long run. So we need to find a way to redefine the way we take care of each other. Interesting. So what you're saying is there was a way of giving, but the the difference between then and now is there wasn't the receiving part. Right. There wasn't a community. It wasn't a community. Yeah. Go ahead. In the book, I mentioned uh, the concept of Ubuntu which Mm -hmm. is a concept that I want everybody to learn about and and incorporate. What is it? Say it again. Ubuntu. It's spelled U-B-U-N-T-U. Oh, boy. I can't even say it, let alone learn about it. (laughs) Okay. You say it very nicely. All right. It's an African philosophy that was popularized at the end of the apartheid movement. When Mandela came into power, he was like, how are we going to reconcile the years of pain and suffering from this society? Right. So this Ubuntu concept means literally, I am because we are. Mm. I am as healthy and as strong as the collective. Yeah. Uh, And I see myself in others. And so if we bring that concept to our community, we'll find ways to not only reconcile and heal at a community level, but help the community heal and protect and support us. I couldn't agree more. It's a hundred percent that, you know, nobody's healthy until really we're all healthy. Right. I mean, because you can have everything and get to the place that you want to be, but as long as people are suffering around you, you're never really there. Right. I mean, it will, it will be temporary. Um, and so I love that. And what, what do you do, Javanka, for your practices after studying all this? How do you live your life? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. It varies depending on the time of the year. So the seasons, I always tell people it's important to recognize that it takes time to build new habits, roughly 21 to 28 days. So we can just start with one. I'm not a very good morning meditator. I tried for many years and it didn't work for me. So I meditate now before I go to bed. I turn all my lights off. I plug in a little meditation that is about 15 minutes. It's a self-hypnosis meditation. So I say a little prayer right before I go to bed. And then I let go and surrender that prayer to the universe. And often I drift, drift off to sleep before the recording is done. Oh, very nice. So you found that morning did not work for you. So now you do an evening practice. Do you have children? I don't have children. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm just thinking of all the parents out there thinking, yeah, that's not happening. Right. But, but I love the way that you adapted that. Right. So you find a time. So it's only about 15 minutes you meditate, you have a, you do a hypnosis type of meditation and you find that helps you to c- kind of drift off to sleep. Beautiful. Anything else in terms of plant world? I mean, your, your book is, is full of them and, or any other suggestions that people could try today that you That's discovered? Good. You know, one of the things that I tell people all the time is find time 
before you decide which one of these practices you're going to incorporate, we have to reclaim our time and our space. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? If you are a mother of two or three and your house is really busy all the time, that it sounds like an impossible task. So what I'd like you to do is on weekends, which is roughly the times when we tend to have more time, I want you to walk around the house and find the one space you believe you can reclaim. It might be the bathroom. It might be a den, it might be the yard, whatever it is. And then you need to find the space, the time that you're going to reclaim that space in. Mm -hmm. And that might mean I need to wake up an extra, maybe half an hour earlier, or maybe I need to wait until the kiddos are asleep to then reclaim that space and that time. And then you're going to find the one thing that you're going, that will work for you, whether it is meditation, hypnosis, making a tea and listening to a favorite podcast, reading a book, having a good cry. I can't tell you how many clients of mine tell me, I just sat and cried for 20 minutes just because mm. I needed a release. Sure. Not enough. That in some cases is enough. Interesting. I, I believe it because, you know, one night I asked my psychology students, I said, you know, how do you release stress? You know, almost all of them said they cried. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that, um, it was the way they said it. It wasn't, they weren't embarrassed, you know, and they, so they were like supporting one another. Yeah, I do that too. Yeah, I do that too. Oh, I love that. Right. <laughs> it's really eye opening for me because there was, it was like a rippling effect. And so what you're saying is that is, that's a release. And I always say there's a difference between a trauma cry like, oh. oh my God, I'm in so much pain and a releasing cry. And you kind of got to know the difference. Would you agree, Javanka? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> These are people with emotional intelligence that are, are open and ready enough to, to be vulnerable and let you know that they cry. But yeah. there is a ton of people out there that need permission to mm-hmm. say it's okay for you yeah. to release and release the best way you know how. That's absolutely fascinating. I love this. I I love all the tips that you're giving us and your your belief in spirit. Is there anything that you would say to someone who feels like nothing else is working? I mean, I know you mentioned the the space and I couldn't agree with you more. I took me years to reclaim my space in my house. <laughs> Right. And it's not my bedroom, right? It just doesn't work for me to be in the bedroom. And some people it does, but anything else for people that are like, I'm just really, really stuck. What do you say to them? Yeah. You know, I I love telling my clients to write or or speak. Uh, There's a lot of people that are not big writers, but they can record things, you know, or, Mm -hmm. or, or talk to you know, a little computer, really, really recording, and then we listen to what they're saying. I think it's important that we express ourselves mm-hmm. um, creatively, and it could be with our voices, with our hands, uh, with whether it is drawing, writing, uh, dancing sometimes is very releasing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then going back to the plants, because I always bring it full circle. There's so yeah. many plants that are really great for okay. people that feel stuck. Right, that right. need to have a release. There's one for women, especially called Motherwort. 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 It was okay. traditionally given to women back in the day, many hundreds of years ago, where women were constantly losing babies. 
Um, and it was, it literally mends the heart of a mother who just lost a baby. So it's, it's really great for grief, not just for the loss of a baby, but any kind of grief. If you're losing, you know, you're grieving the loss of a marriage or a relationship or a job mm. or, or, you know, the last two years that we've lost literally, whatever it might be. There's a couple of others. I love my um, Tulsi or Holy Basil. Mm-hmm. It's another adopted. I just bought some of that. I've got that in my herb garden. Yes. Yeah. I've lemon got a nice, balm. yeah. Nice, what is it? What was the other thing? The other one is lemon balm. Which I got good. that too. Uh, yes. They're so good together. They're really, really great for those people that are overwhelmed, not necessarily depressed, but yeah. like they feel overwhelmed and sort of stuck and they need to kind of cool off and focus. Okay. So how do I, so I've just been kind of sticking them in things. <laughs> I've been eating them. I'm just picking the plant, eating it, popping it in my mouth, but putting it in water. I've been yeah. doing that, letting the sitting it, putting out in the sun, sort of infusing it that way. Do you have any other suggestions? So holy basil and lemon, lemon balm. Those lemon are balm. Yeah, and then the, the third one is um, ashwagandha. So all three of them can be consuming tea form. Okay. And or tincture form. So you may have seen those little amber color bottle mm-hmm. bottles that have a droplet. And then you put about 20 drops under your tongue. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. And I love them in tinctures because they actually work really quickly to help calm you down and kind of help you focus. The third one that I mentioned was ashwagandha. Mm-hmm. And I call it India marijuana. It is perfectly legal. It is not doesn't have a psychoactive um, effect in the brain, uh, but yeah. it is. It has that ability to chill you out and help you sort of like relax from whatever is causing you pain or stress. Uh, uh. Really powerful plants. Really strong tonic like, so you can use them on a long term basis. Fantastic. This is wonderful. And sounds like you can do use this with children. Yeah. Right. Okay for children. You can use them inter- interchangeably. You can yeah. also use them, you know, take them for a couple of weeks or a couple of months and leave them behind and, and rotate them to, to determine which ones work better for you. I love this. Wow. You've just given us so many ideas. I'm I'm actually excited to go to the grocery store. <laughs> I'm excited. I wrote, I've written these down. My, my one last question for you is where does we get the, this mother's wart for grief? Cause that, that one sounds important for people. That one you might need to go online or to a health food store. I love okay. a company online called uh, iHerb. So just the letter iHerb.com. Okay. Functions very similarly to Amazon in which you can just buy in bulk and then get free shipping and it gets you. Okay. So iHerb.com. That's, that's easy for us to remember. And that's where we can get a lot of these things. This was absolutely delightful. I enjoyed it so much. Thank you so much for coming on Just Ask Spirit, Javanka. It's so my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And, And tell everyone where they can find you. So the book Reclaiming Wellness is available everywhere books are sold. And Jovanka Ciares is my my way of communicating everywhere on social media. If you Google me, you can find me. You cannot miss me. I'm the only Jovanka that happens to be around.
Oh, isn't that nice? That's awfully convenient, right? (laughs) Oh, that's wonderful. So thank you so much. I hope that everyone goes out and grabs your book. It sounds absolutely wonderful. I think it should be in academia. Personally, I think that we should be teaching this stuff in schools, right? And use culture as a way to bring it up, right? It can be teaching many things at once. And I I hope that people in education think about that. And hopefully, um, so once again, our book's called Reclaiming Wellness, Ancient Wisdom, for your healthy, happy, and beautiful life. Thank you for being on the show. I'm going to be right back, everyone, after the break with a little message from Spirit. So hang in there. Are you looking for a simple way to stay in shape and care for your emotions? Well, look no further. It's Sherrianna here. And I want you to know I have been teaching yoga for over 20 years. My style might be a little different. I include a little bit of cardio, yoga, breath work. And of course, you're going to hear my emotional detox teaching sprinkled in. People describe my classes as therapy. (laughs) So zoom in and practice yoga with me live on Tuesdays at 930 Eastern or Thursdays, noontime Eastern, where you can take it on demand as I record everything. Go to sherriannaboyle.com, click explore memberships to learn more. From the vibrant soul of Sherrianna Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Monday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Just Ask Spirit is a show that reflects Sherrianna's passion to get this world feeling again. Her belief, emotions are the gateway to the soul. Sherrianna and her lineup of best-selling authors, healers, and visionaries cover a variety of topics related to mental health and spirituality. Don't miss Sherrianna's remarkable insights from the divine at the end of every show. Looking for a fun and relaxing getaway? Omega Rest and Rejuvenation Retreats are a great way to unwind and renew your spirit. Sit and read in the garden, explore the woodland trails, or try a daily yoga or meditation class. You can stretch your body, quiet your mind, and do as much or as little as you choose. Located in Rhinebeck, New York, just 90 miles north of New York City, Omega's natural environment and quiet pace allow for extraordinary experiences to unfold. Learn more at eomega.org or call 800-944-1001. When we think of a detox, we usually think of it as a physical experience. But what about a mind-emotional detox? With Sherrianna Boyle's new book, Emotional Detox Now, you get just that. Inside, you will find 135 of Sherrianna's signature cleanses laid out for you. In just five minutes a day, you can enjoy the soothing benefits of an emotional detox. Imagine feeling centered, calm, and free. With an emotional detox now, you can. Grab your book today at your favorite bookstore or go to sherriannaboyle.com. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Welcome back to Just Ask Spirit. And now we're at the part of the show where I talk a little bit about emotional detoxing as well as the connection to spirit. I just want to remind you that this part of the show is being sponsored by 
a company called livingthegoodlifenaturally.com and they sell magnesium, this company. I love them. I have their magnesium spray, their body spray, and I spray it on myself every single morning. It's a, it's a wonderful way livingthegoodlifenaturally.com. Once again, sorry, my microphone went out there. Um, Detox10 is the code that you put in. Detox10 and you get 10% off your order there. So what a great show so far. Enjoyed that an, an incredible amount. And I'm actually inviting Jovanka to come into my community. For those of you who don't know, I have a community, a membership platform where I teach yoga and I also do weekly uh, meditations in my community. One is during the day and one is at night, but it is every single week. And they're very, very high, powerful spiritual meditations. Occasionally, what I do is I invite guests in, into the group to have a special night where we can it can be a, a time where you get to ask questions, not just me. And so sort of, it's sort of an extension of Just Ask Spirit. The guests that I've interviewed that I know that my community would really like to hear more from, then you get to ask questions and we get to kind of play together for um, a little while. And this is all virtual, of course. So in terms of an emotional detox, I had a question come up from one of my readers. I received an email that asked about strong emotions. And they said, well, you know, I've read a couple of your books. I'm doing the practices. I'm having a really hard time with some of these stronger emotions. What do I do? And so my response to this person is, it sounds like you might be rushing the steps. So when I talk about an emotional detox, I'm talking about well, first of all, mindset and the mindset of an emotional detox is that all your emotions matter, processing them matters more. Okay. It's built on that kind of a mindset platform. Cleanse is the acronym I use for the seven steps, which are mindful of an emotional detox. Now, my sense is if you're experiencing a really strong, intense emotion of perhaps overwhelm or fear, and you're just in it, my sense is you need to spend more time in that step one. Step one is called clear reactivity. It's really important to get grounded. It sounds like some of the practices that Jovanka just shared with us would actually help facilitate that. Drinking herbal teas and things like that can be very grounding and centering. You really don't want to go to step two, folks, if you're reading Emotional Detox now or any of them, Emotional Detox, until you are grounded and centered. Now, do you have to be, it's not about being perfect, but you want to have some space between those thoughts. So you don't want those thoughts to be penetrating your mind. That's not a sound sign of grounding. You don't want them to be on top of you. So if you're overwhelmed by an emotion, my response to this person was, you're probably in a reaction. You're not really in a state of feeling. You're in a state of reacting. So spend more time 
in step one. In emotional detox now, I give about 50 variations of step one. And I do that mainly so you can try different things and you're not just doing the same techniques over and over again. So I have many, many different ones from stretch, certain stretches. I've incorporated mudras in there for you, breath work, all sorts of things, um, essential oils, lots of different ways that you can do that step one. One is, you know, even just rubbing your hands together vigorously and creating some friction and then putting your hand on your heart and one hand on your forehead and calming yourself down that way, or just one hand on your heart and just hold yourself for a moment until you're ready for step two. And so if we are premature, it's we're probably in those steps, we're probably in a state of reactivity. So everybody take a breath with me now, take an inhale and take an exhale, right? So really just ground, allow your body to soak in this energy. What spirit has made clear to me this week, I've been given signs over and over and I actually got a piece of research that was really powerful is the importance of sleep. It's really important that people prioritize sleep. I know you've got a lot on your mind. I know you have a lot to take care of. I know you have a lot. A lot of people are concerned about their future and what that looks like and if it's going to be okay. But you really need to take time to rest and prioritize sleep because it's how your body reduces stress. And it's also how your body downloads positive emotions. So the ones that make us feel good, that the good things that happen. And what I heard from spirit this week is it's really important that we're taking time to consolidate the good, right? The blessings, the gratitude, the the connection. And that will be, it's like medicine, It really is. It's like spiritual medicine. Acknowledge it right before you go to bed and then go to sleep and let your body do the rest for you. Well, that's all I have time for today, folks. It went by way too fast as usual. I'm so grateful that you're here. Um, Head on over to SherryAnnaBoyle.com when you get a chance. Check it out. Check out the membership, the books, all that good stuff. And I've got some meditations there as well. Until next time. Remember, your emotions matter. Processing them matters more. And may you be connected fully to your spirit. Thank you for listening. Join Sherrianna next time to continue this remarkable journey of discovering the amazing power of your emotions. Reach out to Sherrianna directly on SherriannaBoyle.com. Share your comments and ask your Just Ask Spirit questions. Until next time, remember... Your emotions matter. Processing them matters more. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow.